Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cisco Champion Radio. I'm Lauren Friedman, also known on the Twitters as Lauren, and we have a really great episode today because we just kicked off CDO. Um, and so, first of all, I'm going to have Guy. Guy, who are you? What do you do? Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Guy. I'm the director of engineering for uh, for CDO. I've been there from basically day one of CDO since we started as an alpha project within uh, within Cisco and uh, leading the, uh, the engineering efforts and the operations from CDO. So from alpha all the way to now we're like live and people we're are... We're now live. That's customers, exciting. Yeah, customers are using and we're happy to uh, launch additional capabilities now in, in Cisco Live here. Fantastic. Happy to be here. All right, Adam, who are you? What do you do? Sure, my name is Adam Bragg. I'm the systems uh, engineer for CDO. I customer support. I help uh, prioritize or help define some of the um, key components of the product. And, cool. um, Peter Jan, who are you? What do you do? I'm Peter Jan Cisco champion and an independent consultant contractor. All right. David, last but certainly not least. I'm David Eurasius. Uh, I'm a Cisco champion also. I'm also the chief engineer at NetCraftsman and one of the founders there. Awesome. Oh, wait, I forgot to ask. Anyone have Twitters that they want to mention? Are you on the Twitters? It's fun. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Guy Tunner. Awesome. We will. Ins- I'll stalk you later. All right. I'm D. Eurasius. That's Delta Yankee Alpha Romeo Alpha Sierra Hotel Uniform Sierra. Yes, and I already stalk you. So. <laughs> My name is uh, Twitter handle is PJNF. All right. And I'm AD Bragg. We have a full house. Fantastic. Uh-huh. All right. So, guy, what's new? Give us a quick you know, thirty-second rundown. Right. So, CDO is the cloud-based policy manager for our Cisco security products. We uh, orchestrate policies from the cloud, solving a, a big problem for our customers, which is the complexity that they currently face with having all of their uh, different security devices and capabilities out there and creating uh, one consistent security policy, both to help them uh, with their complexity and, of course, solve security problems. Until now, the main uh, adoption of our customer was around the ASA uh, product, and we have um, we're solving a lot of problems with the ASAs, but now we're actually very excited at Cisco Live to announce that we're adding our new firepower, our FTDs, into um, CDO and also Meraki MXs. Um, so very soon, our customers will be able to create a consistent security policy across all these technologies from one place. So you don't need to go to multiple places, whether you're, they're on the branch, in the campus, uh, in their headquarters. There's a need, you go to one place and uh, just define a policy and go across one device, 10 devices, 10,000 devices from the cloud. Fantastic. Yeah, very cool. That's great. So, but um, CDO, it's cloud-based, so I first need to have my day zero configuration, so I need to bootstrap it, or is it more intended for a brownfield environment? So I already have my policy set because I'm running on an existing network. Can I then import it? How does that work? How do I get onboarded, basically? Right, so, so CDO is a, is a cloud-based environment, as I said, and we enable our customers to connect their devices and their configs to the cloud. When we designed CDO, we had the brownfield, actually, customers in mind, those that have ASAs today, they have uh, their infrastructures. So we embrace and extend their capabilities. We uh, allow them to still manage the devices as they used to, but of course, uh, connect them to, to the cloud. Um, and as for the connections, we enable uh, what we call a secure device connector, which enables you to 
uh, proxy uh, the, um, the information from the devices uh, into the cloud. And we can elaborate on that. So, security, um, security device connector, how does that work? Is that a VM that's running on my internal network, or how does it work? Yeah, it's a VM that um, we have two different ways we can deploy that. One way is uh, a pure cloud model where the customer has absolutely nothing to install and they can communicate to their devices via the cloud uh, secure device connector. Uh, the predominant way the customers do it today is they download the, the virtual appliance into their network and they deploy it. It takes just a couple minutes. It self-updates, there's nothing for them to manage about it. Um, it just proxies all the communication between uh, CDO and their yeah, devices. I heard that it's also possible to have my direct connection on a branch location, for example. So I have a uh, branch location with an edge firewall. Mm -hmm. I can directly connect to the cloud? Uh, no, we still go through the SDC but you can use the public IP address of the branch device. If you so want I still to. need to have that VM on my branch lock? Uh, no, location. you don't. You just need one VM in your entire environment. and It'll use the native path of oh, the okay. internet to get to those devices. And the communication over that is um, TLS, so it's, it's secure. OK. And is CDO using a username password for the credentials to get the configuration, or is it um, so certificate authentication? So we use both. The first time we log in, um, we use username and password, but then we capture a certificate as well. So we use that as a second method to ensure that that device is still what we think it is and it hasn't changed. Okay, great. David. Well, so I recently got access to CDO, and I'm still pretty new to it, but it really looked to me like it was very much built for brownfield environments. Because when I got it, it just I logged in, and it's like, hey, you don't have anything here. Let's get you set up. Click here to start importing your devices. And it, it was just... There's, there's no ease of use question to getting started there. I guess the thing that I'm kind of wondering about is what do you, what are the steps have you taken to ensure that it's unintrusive in the brownfield environment to make sure that somebody can safely say, hey, I'm in here, I'm ready to get started. How, how do I know that this isn't risky? Right? Because that's, that's what people worry about in brownfield environments. That's why people don't upgrade their devices as often. It's because everybody cares about making sure that they keep their uptime going. Right. So, so, yeah. There's a few questions there. So, yeah, first, no, no. So, first, from from uh, why first of why cloud, right? And why why utilize the cloud, right? And 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 to your point, uh, we want the devices actually to be you know price performant, run on the network. Nobody wants to touch them as much as you know necessarily, right? But the management and the orchestration, it makes perfect sense to actually move off those devices onto the cloud where we can enable new features, new capabilities uh, to connect to those devices. Now, as a mission of CDO, we always want to make sure we embrace and extend those devices. You can always access those devices. You can always work uh, on them uh, out of band. We will notify the user when that happens. But this entire um, connection orchestration is, is totally safe in that, in that manner. We don't impact the way the device is, is working um, and will continue to work on, on the net. Yeah, I really like the way it's kind of automation light in the sense that you don't demand complete control of the device. You acknowledge that in a lot of enterprise environments, there's still somebody who might have to touch it. Yeah, they might have to touch it, but we will notify you that they did. And that, I think, is very strong. And then you can decide whether you want to embrace it or wait a minute why did someone touch my device out of band <laughs> yeah we may have documented that so besides <laughs> orchestrate it's also auditing of the changes whether it's on box or using cdo it doesn't matter it's auditable yeah. yeah so every single change that happens is associated with the user so we know exactly who's making every change and where they're making it and then most importantly when that change is actually deployed to the device we know who pushed it and what the payload of that change was 
And what makes that even more awesome is that uh, because we have all this data, we're all also able to make a snapshot of every single configuration. So if you make nine changes in a day, you have nine versions of that configuration that you can recover from. So you don't is, have to worry is about that an, a version of the configuration or the version of the policy? The version of the entire configuration. So if, if that box blew up while you're doing it for some reason, you could re re just push that configuration back down. It has all the marbles in it to um, get that box back up and running. So Adam, speaking of devices blowing up, if you were deploying in changes, is there any kind of automated rollback if something goes wrong? Yes, we have tons of checks and balances along the way. We're, we're overly, we do a, a great job of making sure that we never put a customer in a bad situation. Um, we'll do, we'll, we'll go overboard as a, as a matter of fact to make sure that um, maybe this maybe this change is safe, but we'll stop and make the, the user know that they need to make a choice about whether to do this or not. So we put a lot of protections in. Um, we know there's a lot of expert users that are using it, but there's also a lot of non-experts that are using CDO as well. So we want to make it very safe and give them confidence to manage their devices quickly. Do you like noob setting? So like, if you're new to this, click here. It kind of is. We'll hold um, your hands gently. Yeah, out of the box, it kind of is. That, we that's Meraki. But we've also, <laughs> we've also built in expert capabilities too, though. So we have a lot of noob settings to have, um, you know, we put the styrofoam in the gutter so they can't um, have gutter balls. But we also give um, command line access right from CDO. Mm. So if a user mm. still wants a script, if they want to do anything they could possibly do from the command line, they can still do that all from CDO. So we don't take away the expert's capabilities to be an expert but we um, just extend it and make it easier. And again, all that change data, all the backup and restore is still all available to them, even though they're using CLI configurations from CDO. Nice. So it's pretty cool. So the, one of the big announcements is FTD support. Can you tell a little bit more about, I mean, FTD is quite wide. What is supported? What is not supported? What are the glitches? <laughs> so uh, FTD is, as I said, yeah, uh, FTD is now supported within uh, with with CDO, and you'll be able to onboard your uh, FTDs into CDO and create uh, a consistent security policy. Um, the layer seven, the layer three, four policies are sort of shared. We can share them uh, uh, across our uh, ASAs. Clearly, FTDs bring more than that with uh, layer seven IPS, and we actually built very intuitive and simple sort of workflows to enable you to, to go through those. Mm -hmm. On top of that, we build a migration tool into CDO. So you can onboard your existing ASAs, or if you're an existing customer, they're already there, but if you're having ASAs, bring them on. And as you migrate into your FTDs and you want to continue, you can just do it gradually, migrate your configs, put them on the devices and, and, and manage them. Okay, great. And, and as I said, our focus is policy management, policy orchestration, um, and, and that's where we put our emphasis. Not touching a sort of corner case, but I think it's deployed quite wide, is firepower on ASA. That's actually also the same access control policy which is running on FTD as well. Can I support that on CDO? So I've got an ASA firewall and I've got my firepower services on that ASA box. So we do that in a very limited fashion today. So we have cut some customers that are actually using that, um, especially for customers. We have some uh, MSSPs that are managing, um, you know, the small branch offices that are using the use case of like a 5506 or 5508 with the ASA and FTD. And CDO does a pretty good job of that, but we put a lot more capabilities into the whole FTD situation. When you mention MSPs using mm -hmm. this, is there a multi-tenant option there? Yes. 
So with one user, you can log in and see all your different environments. The, the environments are completely separate and segregated. They have their own databases and none of the data bleeds between them, but the user database sits outside so you can log in one time and see all the different environments you have access to and then just switch between those environments. So it's great for an MSSP or an MSP. Nice, nice. So last time in Barcelona, I did a podcast recording on ISR and FIP, uh, SD-WAN security. Can I manage them with a CDO as well or orchestrate those policies? Because it was actually bringing Snort and DNS rules and uh, every other nice security feature into the ISR on SD-WAN. So, so um, yeah. So we're in the process now of adding security capabilities in, in containers into IRSRs. And, and that's actually the way uh, that we are extending the capabilities that we have in Cisco Security broader uh, within the company. Over time, we will uh, add those capabilities into Cisco. So to name a very old product, you could see that CDO is like CSM, but then in the cloud. <laughs> so CSM... But on steroids. It, <laughs> so on steroid, and, and CSM focuses on one product, we focus broad, so we enable broad uh, management and also CSM focuses on all the knobs and capabilities of the ASA. Yeah, all the policy things for, for every every security every, device. Ev not, but every every capability that an ASA has is there. Uh, we're growing sort of broader on what makes sense for you to manage across, especially mm -hmm. if you have an environment that have many types of yes. those devices. So that's, uh, that's where we're focusing our, our work. On the ASA specifically and FTDs, we went deeper because they're core to our uh, uh, you know, security uh, uh, line, but we also want to go as broad as we can to enable this scale, yeah. which is a big problem. We hear it from every, each and every one of our customers today. And suppose I have a customer with just that single feature that's not in CDO, can I use that CLI sort of template like FlexConfig on FTD to actually make that work in a policy? Not yet. Stay tuned for that, though. So wait, random question, because you were talking about old, old things. Do you guys run into any picks in the wild here? Yes. Supported okay. on CDO? Uh, they this can is where I get fired, because I'm just asking No, no, you can, you, can, you can onboard it. Uh, we will let you onboard it, and you can use that CLI capability from CDO. But like all the other goodness we have baked in, like object management, policy management, um, we don't support that for devices that are running uh, 8.3 or below. Mm. Um, so anything that's a modern OS that people are using, 8.4 and up, we can handle everything about that. But we still give them the capability to bring them in and manage them and have, uh, a lot of times customers just want the visibility at least to be able to see what their devices are, what the configurations are, who's what, making changes. Yeah, what they still need to upgrade. Exactly, <laughs> what's, what's, what's out there is an outlier. Yeah, it's only yeah. been like 12 years, I know, right? yeah. it's, it's crazy, yes. Yep. Now what if somebody's using FMCs to manage their FTDs? Do you have any interface to, to an FMC managed system? No, nope. right now it's a it's a one or the other decision. You have to choose whether you want to manage it with F the FDM CDO combination or FMC. Yeah, we, we call it the Highlander effect. There can be only one. So either you go with an on-prem uh, um, uh, solution with our FMC or you, um, you go cloud managed through our CDO. Okay, that, that's actually good to know. Um, but visibility is really big. Um, I, mean, I mean, of course, in security, policy is important. Plan, oh, you're not allowed to talk roadmap, but you see so many other cloud-based security solutions within Cisco as well. Come to be integrated, not already integrated. As part of our roadmap, we are working towards additional integrations uh, in the future. 
um, and not only extending within just Cisco, but actually extending with other cloud providers so we can take policies across. Uh, but our current focus is to make sure that uh, we bring the right value with the FTDs and also with the Meraki MXs, which are security devices yes, uh, by course. themselves. And, and we see customers that do have this blend. They have their you know, ASAs in their environment, but they need in their branches to have those uh, MXs. So, so that's a, another need. Yeah. That, uh, so when FCD was released, um, or the first versions, they clearly stated, well, the ASA has so many nerds and knobs and features. It's so complex. And one of the most complex things in ASA is the VPN. So I'm probably touching a sensitive subject here, but what kind of VPNs is supported in CDO? Is it full-blown? Is it limited to only side-to-side? -side? What kind of VPNs are supported? Nope, just in a couple weeks we're going to be uh, releasing uh, the capability to do site-to-site -site VPN tunnels um, in CDO, and that, that includes site-to-site -site VPN tunnels to from ASAs to FTDs as well as from FTDs to FTDs as well, and then also remote access VPN uh, will handle that as well. So okay. they can, uh, a customer can configure that. So they can configure any connect, side-to-side tunnels, and GRE tunnels, like for an ISR, because uh, ISR is in CDO as well. Um, the ISR, we give you the capability to onboard those, um, and they, you can utilize the CLI tool sets to do that. Um, so you have the capability to bring them into CDO, have the visibility. We also have a macro capability, so you can basically build in commands that are just like easy click button input a little bit of data, like what the unique values are, IP addresses, things like that, and um, you can send those out. So it lets you do that per device, but most importantly, and what you the real value here is you can do it in scale. Yeah, so if you, have, if you have 500 switches or routers out there and you need to update a VLAN, you can send it one time in CDO and populate it everywhere. It's pretty amazing. So when you're doing things like upgrades, I'm, the ASA seems pretty straightforward for that, but what about if it's an ASA that's running on an FTD appliance, like a 2100 series firepower? Um, do you handle the yeah. FXOS that underlies that? So the 2100 has uh, the uh, FXOS light, is that what it's called? Uh, it's a, it, we, we, that's fine, the 2100s are completely supported. Mm -hmm. The 4100s and the 9300s, um, we hand, you can onboard those, you can manage all the policies um, in the future will be able to handle all the FX, FXOS capabilities as well. But okay, that, so is, that is not in the product today, but it's being worked towards in the future. Okay. Like the near future. Well, one of the most important things and most difficult things to discuss as well is licensing. Yes. So how is CDO licensed? Is that included in standard licensing for a device mm -hmm. or? No, so we, mo we license CDO on a one, three or five year subscription and it's modeled, it's a license per device. Okay. And the device types vary based on um, their size. Um, so, you know, a 2100 license is different than a, a, a 9300 license. So you need to have a full inventory and get a license per specific exactly. device. Yep, and you only have to license the primary device. So for HA pairs, we don't charge you for both of those devices. Ah. Just the That's just, nice. Just That's one. nice. Yeah, so. so if you're going to use CDO to start doing device upgrades, what kind of prerequisites do you have for those devices? Yeah, so for ASAs, um, the prerequisite is that it's running 9.1 uh, code or higher. Um, <clears throat> the ASA, the way we do image upgrades today is um, the CDO sends the the connection, their request to the device to go upgrade, and it will go out to a repository that we have that will go grab the images of those devices. 
Now we have several customers, and this is a great thing about being a cloud technology and working closely with our customers. We have several customers that obviously, they have devices that are in their data center that are not internet facing. So that wasn't going to work for them. So we built it in the capability in just a couple of weeks for them to be able to go pick their own repository um, where their um, image location was. So it's the same workflow, they're just choosing where the image is and they can still do it in bulk as well. So they have the best of both worlds there. Well, I, it sounds like a very good product for as a policy, or, policy orchestration with the validation and auditing as well. I think that latter part of auditing is really good. It's really important. We, we see it from all our customers. It's not just making the, the changes, who made the change, when the change was made, um, and then you can check even the ticket. You can assign like a ticket and the ticket number to the change. So you know, oh, those change were made as part of an activity. And then if something goes wrong, you can always go back, you can always find that change, you can always roll back that change. So it's all from one place. And even if you're um, a very experienced user and you want to use our CLI on steroids uh, to be able to create those macros, uh, it's all being uh, tracked in our change management. So although you're a CLI user, uh, it's still being audited. Okay. Very, uh, so one thing for me that pops into mind, uh, a lot of cloud services are API based. Can I leverage APIs in CDO as well? Yeah, totally. Uh, everything we've built with CDI, everything you see with the UI has an underlying REST API call or a combination of calls. And that's documented and published. It's, it's documented, so um, it's available if you uh, want it, want the API. And uh, if there's an int we have several use cases that customers are already doing, but if you have a new unique use case, uh, we'll throw some engineering at it to support you while you're doing it. Do you work with DevNet with those APIs? Um, yeah, we actually have a, a exactly. gentleman that is very involved with DevNet. I'm okay. in the DevNet zone right now doing it. Exactly, DevNet so every project. year we're in DevNet <laughs> showcasing how you can actually use our APIs. Exactly, that's a very good question. And your APIs, I'm like, ooh, DevNet. Absolutely, so we love APIs. APIs is exactly what we need, every cloud. Have you built in that. something like an API inspector so that somebody can say, I want to see what API calls are being made here? No, not yet. Um, but the FDM has an awesome one, and we're, we're working to mirror what they've done for their API um, using their Swagger tools. Could you, that, that's a script you could probably write, David, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, with the right hooks, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to get us off topic. You, do you have any more questions? <laughs> Sorry, I just got uh, where, where, where are we? I guess the I wanted to follow up a little bit on the upgrades because what I had read in the documentation on the older version that I'd used, I guess, was that I had to have internet access and DNS configured on the device in order to do an upgrade. But yep. you're saying that if I'm using an internal repository, that's no longer a requirement? Or we can be good to go without that internet connectivity? Exactly. Okay, because yep. yep. that's something I wanted to nail down. Thank you. Yep, no problem. Just thinking out loud, can I also integrate a CDO with Duo? So I have multi-factor authentication? Yep, so we have two-factor authentication out of the box with CDO. Um, and if long, as long as a customer has uh, is using a SAML 2.0 compliant um, mechanism, we can integrate with it. And we've already integrated with Duo, Okta, ADFS, uh, one login. So we're very capable of doing it. And then the users can manage all their own user environment yeah, and all right. that stuff. But in any case, you must use two-factor authentication in order to access CDO. There's no way around that. Security is first for us. And I know uh, there's also, some of our customers are asking about, especially from EMEA, about you know, GDPR, how are we managing you know, the information. That was also very important for us, the separation. So as we have the multi-tenancy, we also have another offering 
in, uh, in Germany. And basically our customers are able to choose whether they want to go with you know, their information in the, uh, in the Eurozone or uh, in, in uh, the US. So we're splitting those two. And we have customers that are either, either and we actually have a few that are in both. So they're using their you know, EMEA part uh, uh, management in one side and, and the rest in the US. So one, of, yeah, one of the things I just wanted to ask about was what were some of the things you learned about Cisco's other security offerings while you were working on this project and contemplating integrating with the rest of the overall security ecosystem for invisibility? So CDO, um, as part of CDO and as we're extending you know, security policy across of our, our products, we're actually collaborating very closely with Cisco Threat Response, which is uh, uh, the initiative or another big initiative that we're pushing uh, as part of uh, security. CTR enables you to do an investigation across all of the devices and CDO is basically a mirror where it enables you to deploy a change after such an investigation across all of your devices and services. So as we're working now towards our strategy of making sure that all of our products are integrated, working towards uh, a suite and enable our customers to easily investigate reme and, and fast, fast remediation, that's when those two are uh, really working in tandem and, and that's where we're taking it as a strategy. Yeah, the use case that I'm really most interested in just generically with CDO is taking a customer who's got maybe a security ELA and a bunch of ASAs deployed in remote locations and saying, you know, those ASAs are pretty long in the tooth. It's time to move up to some firepower systems and being able to to basically take the policies that we've already built out on the ASAs and just say that device comes out, this device goes in and done. It seems like the in the upgrade process could be a lot simpler for a lot of people if that works. Yes, and that's what we're, we're working towards as well. And we give you the tools to also modify that configuration. So we have um, intelligent tools inside of CDO that let you know what part of your configuration um, today on your ASA can be um, better optimized. That helps you to manage your ASA, but more, most importantly, it also gets you to a much cleaner configuration as you're migrating up to an FTD box. It makes it a simple, a very simple process. Yeah, and since it's policy-based, it's also easier to arm an FTD. I mean, that's really difficult to bring that back up into the proper configuration. Yes. Well, well I'm also right. thinking of it in terms of if you've got kind of a dirty brownfield network with a lot of stuff out there and you've maybe inherited it, mm -hmm. maybe the people who built it aren't around anymore, this is a way to help clean up your systems because it'll flag inconsistencies and it'll let you address them to sort of get your network automation ready. It's kind of an automation light approach. Wait, are there ever clean brownfield environments? No. <laughs> We've never once run That's into a customer that are perfect for clean environment. It's beautiful. Here it is. Yeah, and there's a spectrum, right? Oh, okay. There's yeah, a spectrum. Yeah, totally. But but yeah, and, and that's very real. I actually met with a customer, you know, a few years back, and he said we just went through a few acquisition. As you said, the ad, one of the IT managers left. I I don't know what I have in my environment, and you you know you think you're secure, but you might have an any any somewhere, and with CDO what. One of our design principles from the beginning was how do we bring value fast? And 
as you load things in, we start showing you problems and we also help you remediate them when you have inconsistencies. Does it yeah. also show if a hit, uh, if an access list or a policy is not hit? So yes. I know that yes, probably exactly. some applications initially got deployed mm. and then, well, the application is gone but nobody told me. Exactly, and we show you also shadow rules or, or uh, y you think here I have all these rules there but maybe there's a rule up top that actually shadows all the rest so, so they will never fire. So we expose these problems to you, we enable you to fix them, and as you're transitioning towards you know, the, the next-gen firewall, you'll do it in a cleaner, in a better way, with less... Um, Garbage. Garbage. Yeah, you, <laughs> you said, said it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's legacy. Yeah, so on that note, it's really easy for customers to fire up CDO, bring devices in. It, as you were mentioning earlier, one of your concerns was, what am I going to... Am I going to um, impact my device at all when I bring in a CDO? And the question, the answer to that is no. So it makes it very easy to do a proof of concept to, to test out CDO, uh, bring it in. To, within an hour or two hours, a customer can have all their devices and they can see what they have ahead of them and then they can decide whether or not the product's right for them. What about bulk imports? Can you do that? Yes, 100%. So you can bring in, you, you just, we have a CSV import, so everybody already has a CSV file sitting around with their devices and their IP addresses on it, they can just populate that in, pull it, and CDO will just go fire off and pull all those devices in for it. So CDO announcing FTD support, are there any big parts of the CDO announcement that you could share some insight on? Sure, so one of them is that we'll also bring events from our, uh, our devices uh, to the cloud. Um, so we're not just doing policy, but we'll also enable you to to get visibility, especially for our uh, NetOps users as they want to troubleshoot their firewalls and their changes. All these uh, 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 policies, the customer has the ability and the capability to bring them to the cloud to increase their visibility and will help us not only provide better reporting, but also connect it with, with our Cisco, Cisco threat response where we provide more inputs into any investigation. So there's sort of dual uh, value value with that. Um, so that's Policy and validation and syslog or event monitoring and validation on that as well. Wow, great. Awesome. So before we wrap, do you guys have any questions for our champions? Just to turn the tables a little bit. Dun, dun, dun. So with, with CDO now coming out with you know, our ASAs, our FTDs, as we've, you know, we're adding more and more capabilities and uh, you know, Meraki's and, and extending it. How do you see that fits within your customer base and, and your uh, uh, portfolio? From my perspective, it fits pretty well. The thing that I'd be interested in is if you ever have on your roadmap something to integrate in with some native cloud services. I have customers who have ASAs and have FTDs, but also have presences in AWS or Azure. And if there was some way to bring policy to the table in that, that would be a beautiful thing. That's a very beautiful thing. Keep that thought. Uh, <laughs> yeah, keep that thought. More Stay to come. Stay tuned, as people say. Stay tuned. I see quite some uh, value add for CDO. Uh, a few of my customers have multiple ASAs, and they do that uh, with the ASDM configuration. So CDO is a perfect alternative to have that single policy across all these branches. So in, in that perspective, I really see a good use case. Except they're also using Firepower and ASA, so that might be a little bit of a corner case we need to research into. Well, any customer that have ASAs today, and, and there's always a need for them to, 
create better policies and manage yeah. it. CDO is definitely a fit for them. And now as we're uh, adding the, um, as is, you know, the FTDs, we're starting with uh, 2100s and, and below. We're adding the bigger boxes uh, uh, later on. So as we're extending that, that's a path for those customers to extend. And uh, of course, uh, those that have branches, we offer also integrations with Meraki and beyond. A lot more to come on the platform. The, the cool thing is that we're delivering value every week. We deploy every week. Mm. We deploy, um, so, so every one of you and our mm. customers see incremental improvements all the time, in either features or things that they actually asked for, um, whether they're small tweaks or big integrations. And, and that's the value of the cloud. Not only we can connect to everything, not only we're uh, reducing the cost for our customers in terms of their you know, maintenance and, and value uh, uh, for, the, for them to, to maintain it, we're actually providing them all the time with new things. And their feedback helps us design the, be the, the, the product better. So that's a very important design practice for us. So awesome. please be vocal, provide us the feedback, and then you know, make, us, uh, make us better. And where do our listeners can get started? What's the link? So there's two links. Uh, the easiest one to remember is getcdo.com. Um, then go there and request uh, more information. There's videos there, and they can also uh, ask for a trial. Um, or then go to uh, cisco.com slash go slash CDO and there's um, marketing material and information there as well. Ooh, marketing so, material. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and on that note, thank you guys. Thank you, Peter Jan. Thank you, David. Thank you, Adam. And thank you, Guy. Um, so I'm going to put on a tiny little plug for those of you listening. Cisco Champion Radio is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and I'm forgetting one, Spotify. There you go. Awesome. Hope you all have a great day. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Lauren. Thank you. Thanks, guys.